Welcome back to Urban Theology. Thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men who are brought together by the grace of God. And we're here to talk to you about everything from the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens of this life. What's been going on, man? How you been? Bro, I've been good, man. Just taking it one day at a time, dog. What about you? Bro, I can't really complain, man. I mean, as we're going into this uh, holiday season, I'm glad to take some time off and uh, see some family. Not as many faces as I want to see because of this pandemic, but, you know, can't complain. Bro, please have a socially distant Thanksgiving. Uh, I, in my African household, you know, I have some headstrong people. Uh, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. In my <laughs> African household, we will try. Yeah. But bro, you. before we get into anything, let's go ahead and bless the podcast with a prayer. So I think it's, I think it's your go. Yeah, I think it's on me. So Father, right. in Jesus' name, Lord, we just thank you for this day that you've made. Um, we thank you because um, it is a wonderful day. Um, we thank you for new grace and we thank you for new mercy. Lord, we just pray, um, Holy Spirit, that you help us in the discussions that we're going to have today. Um, we pray for wisdom, revelation, and we pray that the conversations we have are fruitful and help those that are in need of, you know, the words that we're going to share. So we thank you for what you're going to do in these next few minutes. We praise you for your name is worthy of it all. For in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Bro, so I, I don't want you to brush over this, but you've had quite an eventful November because, <laughs> I mean, celebrating birthdays, spending lavishly at these expensive <laughs> restaurants. Tell the people what you've been up to this month, man. This guy, this guy trying to be funny. Nah, but uh, uh, my girlfriend's birthday is tomorrow. So I took her out to dinner on Friday. Uh, nice little um, dinner that this guy mentioned nice that was quote, quote unquote lavish and look, or, or whatever. But um, we, we got two different types of podcasts. Okay. You got people who can afford the luxuries of going <laughs> to these uh, five-star steakhouses. You got people like me who, you know, I'm, I'm cooking a romantic dinner for my girlfriend, <laughs> you know. It's, I have romantic rice on stew. Oh, I might God. add some fish on top to, <laughs> to make it a little special, but it, it's a difference. It's a difference. But speaking of girlfriends and dating, what are we actually going to be talking about today? So we're actually going to have a follow-up to um, one of our more popular episodes from season one on relationships and dating um, part two. But uh, we're actually going to come at it from a, an interesting angle this time around. What, what, do you, what, what do we have in store for them? Well, the first time we did this, it gained a lot of traction. I saw a lot of people liking the first time that we talked about dating. And there were some conflicting you know, responses to, to the first podcast. So we thought, look, we're not experts here. You know, I'm, I'm less than a year in my relationship and I get in trouble every day. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this podcast. I say whatever, but um, you know, we decided to bring on some people who have a little bit more experience or a little less experience and get their point of view as well. Yeah, most definitely. And we chose on two unique um, people that I believe will bring a really fun and interesting um, perspective to this, to this conversation. So I'm actually going to um, introduce our first, our first guest. Um, her her name is Alamide, and she's actually the creator of one of my favorite podcasts, which I do listen to. It is uh, the Ninja Girl Talks podcast, and she is actually a young boss and actually an overall cool individual. So Alamide, uh, welcome to the Urban Theology Podcast. Welcome. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure. So give your relationship status. What are you? 
I am single as a Pringle. I am single like an, a dollar at a Nigerian Chad being thrown in the air, tossed to the floor and left in the corner. So I'm fudging, but I'm ready to get out of this. Okay. Okay. That, that's pretty single. All right. <laughs> nice. So let's go ahead and intro our next guest that we have on. Man. So our, our second guest is a, a man of God, a, uh, a basketball and sports aficionado. Um, he is also a member of the Project E30 podcast team, as well as a father and a husband, our good brother Gabe. Welcome to the Urban Theology Podcast, bro. It was good, y'all, man. It's good to be here. It's good to be with some fellow brothers, man, um, some people trying to get out truth. But yeah. Thank you. Thank you for no joining problem, man. Thank you both. So we have a male perspective and we have a female perspective. So this is going to be both sides. We have somebody who's on the married side, we have somebody on the single side, we have both of us are in the relationship side. So we should be able to cover all angles on this podcast. So if you have a problem with this podcast, that's not our problem. Okay. We have covered. All right. All right. So I, I, I guess let's just jump into it. Uh, how, how did we all get here? And I'm going to go to Olamide first. So if you can tell us, how did you arrive at this singleness as a Pringle or as a Niger traditional dog, <laughs> like you said? <laughs> enough i was actually born single um so you know i've basically been single since birth um he's like nah um but basically i've been single pretty much my whole life um and i think i got to this stage like honestly like you know being the first daughter being a nigerian girl uh, nigerian woman you know you're taught not to date in college just to focus on your books um so that's what i that's what i did i focused on my books you know and you you know you think when you leave college the guys are come flocking that doesn't really actually happen sometimes the guys are just not actually ready to commit at that time you okay. know maybe closer to the 30s they want to finally think about marriage and having a family you know um maybe not maybe like you know mid-30s maybe late 30s um but I've just been single for the most part um just believing that just actually you know surrendering uh my relationships um to the Lord and like just trusting that God would do it um th- you know there's, there's times you just want to you know compromise like you know turn around you know a blind eye like God I know he's lacking this or he's not what you call me you know I'll have the peace about it but in the, the day it's just better to be obedient <laughs> Than to be sorry um and i, I don't want to be like the typical african mom that's just uh praying for her husband to know the lord or stuck in an unhappy marriage so um for me i'm here because i'm believing the lord and his word um that he'll bring someone um of a standard um and just having faith that it would be beautiful in this time okay so it, it sounds like no relationships like nothing serious i mean listen we can have another convo off, off, <laughs> offline i told my friend if people knew my dating life and all the guys it's just like it's it's like a it's like a, a, a rom-com it's a joke because i'm looking at guys like are you sick we have another convo offline for real, for real. But no, it's really a joke. I'm like, it sounds so bad. I don't know if I can say this, but I was telling my friend, like, God's a cock blocker. Like, there comes a great guy, and then God sends one sign that, nah, this is not, this is, a, this is, um, this is an angel, a dark angel of darkness in disguise, like, you know, wolf in sheep clothing. So I'm just like, God, like, what the heck? But, you know, 
my my love life is it's funny it's hilarious um but there is no guy at this apparent like this this time there okay. were like op, you know prospects here and there but god just showed that this is not his will so yeah okay nice nice all right we're gonna take it to the married man send yes, our sir. greetings to the wife you know <laughs> <laughs> No, honestly, thank you for taking time out too, because I know the married life, it's it, it's it, it, it is different. Life. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess if you can give us your experience in terms of, okay, how did you get here? Um, and I mean, I know that could be a long-winded uh, story, but just Easily. in terms of, you know, how long were you searching? Was this like mm-hmm. high school sweetheart? Yeah, just some specifics. Yeah, I think for me, man, like, I think I was a person who kind of like, looked for love you know what i'm saying like okay i always wanted to get married early whether when i was out of christ when i was in christ i was like yeah i want to get married in my 20s so you know that was always my swag so i mean i mean honestly i think after getting saved like i dated before getting saved and was in serious was in serious a serious relationship and then that ended and then i also like dated a bit after getting saved um and i think for me you know like I think maybe I was like searching, um, quote unquote, maybe like a good two, three years before, you know, like I started dating who was now my wife, um, you know, whatever. And so we've been married for, we dated for three years and then we've been married. We're going to be married for three years on December 8th. So, you know, um, it's, you know, it's been a, it's been a, it was an interesting ride before actually dating her. Um, and, you know, the other people that I had uh, situationships and, you know, like just things here and there, you know, um, beforehand. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how I got to where I am nice. now. So, nice. um, sidebar, uh, me and Gabe, Gabe and I are actually best friends. So we were yep. single at the same time. So like, then he left. <laughs> so like our stories are like we were wa- we were walking together in singleness. Yeah, and then Gabe just left us like deuces. My, my <laughs> Yeah, a lot of even so we, about, you know, like we know each other's uh yeah. we know stories. So it's just like, yeah, to see Gabe's be married right now with a child is like wow, you gave up yesterday. Me, I'm still here, <laughs> but we, we move. Yeah. Wow, no, that's interesting. So I think Gabe kind of introduced us to our next uh question, which is you know, how how is how was dating prior to inviting God into your life? You know, and, and how was it after? I mean, I think for me, I would say, you know, like prior to, I think honestly, it was just, it was, it was still pressure, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but the pressures were different, you know, like the risk were different. So a lot of times, you know, like before Christ, the more of the risk are like, do I even want to be with this person long-term? Like what's good with this person? Um, you know, like is sex involved? Is it, is it affecting things? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like how, what, what do I even do out? Sometimes, you know, you date people without even thinking about the future, yeah. you know, whatever. So you're not even really, you're just kind of in the moment. You're more so in the moment. You're just kind of like, yeah, you know, like I like this person right now. I think they're really dope. And you know, that's how it is. And, and, you know, like you live in the moment. So I would say for, for, I think before Christ, when I was dating, it was more so in the moment. Do I like this person right now? Are we vibing right now? you know, um, are things great right now? I'm, I wasn't really like, do I want to marry this person or anything like that? It's like, 
is this person comp compatible with me now? You know, and that's right. really what it was. And I'm getting advice from people who know me. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm if I'm talking to my mans or I'm talking to people, you know, like who who know me in life or whatever. So, you know, that's that's really that's really where it was, you know, like I'm consoling with my friends and I'm living in the moment. Um, mm -hmm. not to say it was a terribly bad thing to live in the moment, but that's just what it was. And I mean, depending on the type of friends you had, yep. that advice could be that? <laughs> <laughs> legit. Cause they give you advice based on their experience. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they, they won't give you more than that. I'm not really, if I'm consulting adults about it, it's probably like family members who just know I happen to bring a girl around, you know what I'm saying? Like at a cookout mm -hmm. or, you know, at a, at a thing, I might bring her around. I might not, you know, like, it's, there's no bigger ramifications. Do you feel like um, your reasons before were like more selfish and like ego-based? I would, I think I would say so, yeah. I mean, because it was just, I mean, it was about me, you know, like I'm not thinking about building anything with this person. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, like in Christ to jump into that side for two seconds, I'm thinking about, well, you know, do I want to marry this person? Will she fit with my fam? Will she fit in my community, et cetera, et cetera. When I, before Christ, I'm like, do I like her? You know what I'm saying? Is she sexy to me? Does mm -hmm. she satisfy me in, you know, whatever ways? And yeah, so, you know, what am I, what am I gaining from her at this moment in time? Okay. Alameda, do you have something to, to add? I, I see it on your face. <laughs> she right got now. it. She got right. it. <laughs> oh, now I'm just laughing at Gabe because <laughs> as he's talking, it's so funny because you know, he said that she fit into my family, that she fits my community. Even like that's expected for all women across the board, regardless of saved or unsaved. Like we we actually consider that. Like we we have like a holistic view of like, okay, like do I like him? Do my family like him? Do my brothers like him? Does my mom like him? Men, they, they don't they don't need to convince anybody. Like, do I like her? That's all that matters. And it's just like it's not fair, but you know, we thank God. Um you know, things times are changing. So yeah. <laughs> nice. So I mean, in, in terms of your experiences, um, and everybody's journey is different. Um, do you notice some things that you had to change once you started inviting God into your life? And I mean, it could have been, hey, from the beginning, you were just, you know, this way where God was always in your life. But I know for some people, like I know with me and kind of what Gabe was talking about, we have that before Christ and after Christ experience. Okay. Uh, for me, before Christ, definitely. Uh, oh, what can I use for this? I get me say sex, and that's it. Like literally, um, like, um, the sexual attraction. Like yeah. when you're when you're not saved, is like go for it. You know, like you please each other. Um, it does you well. But I feel like in Christianity, it's just like God has just taught me that there's a connection. Um, there's like literally a soul connection. You're actually entering a covenant with somebody. Um, and this covenant was meant for married people, you know, like you hear all the time, like, wait till, we, wait till you get married. But then it's like, when you get saved, like you really know the implications of that statement. Um, and like, God is not withholding a good thing. It's actually meant, it's meant for you, but it's meant in the covenant of, and union of marriage. Um, and then that was like, like I said, that was like literally, I dropped everything, drinking, smoking, everything, partying, everything. But that thing, oh, I was like, oh, God, like we have to, we, we going back and forth on this. Um, but another thing um, that I learned that I didn't realize when I was younger was communication. Like, like Gabe said, like 
when you're dating somebody or even my, my state, my uh, situation talking to people or just messing around with people, you're not really thinking long-term. You're just thinking in that moment, like, I'm not bringing home to my mom and dad. Like, I only bring someone I'm serious with, but I wasn't even looking for somebody serious. I was looking for somebody, like, right now. Um, So I think, like, I've learned, like, the actual, like, what the purpose of, like, meeting a companion is, like, to, for long-term to actually have a marriage, to have a ministry. Um, And God was teaching, like, you need to communicate, like, hey, what are we? <laughs> what do you see for us? Like, some guys, like, it's like, I'm just having a good time. Like, you know, I'm going with the flow and you, you go on board with it. But now that I'm on, I'm like, heck no. Like, have a good time with somebody else, you know? Don't waste my time. But, like, when I was younger, it was just, like, we're in college. We're having fun. Like, what's the deal? But now it's just, like, really thinking long-term, like, do I really want to have your kids? Like, do I want to replicate you? <laughs> Like, are, can you, are you someone that can be a good father or provider or somebody that's just on the couch and watch news after work and I'm taking care of the kids, like looking at qualities. And I didn't realize that until I got saved, like marriage and family is actually like being intentional and it's, it's a diet to that. So not always about having a good time, but like really um, being a reflection of the church and God's relationship to the church. And I didn't know that before getting saved. So yeah, that's my two cents. Okay. And Gabe mentioned something in terms of having friends give you input. So you mentioned that you and Gabe are friends. How has the communication been between you and Gabe in terms of seeking out partners? And has it just been one way? Has he, you know, kind of imparted some knowledge on you in terms of... Did he give you free game about what, <laughs> right. what, what we're like? Um, it's so funny because me and Gabe, we're really close and we're like, even if people say we're the same, we're actually opposites. Like, I feel like I was more of a, a Pharisee. And Gabe was, he understood, you know, the grace of God. But he was still my friend. Like, you know, like, I, <laughs> 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 looking back, I was a Pharisee. And it's like, but Gabe was still my man, you know? So those, I went to Nigeria. I don't know. Basically in 2013, I was almost two years of being saved that time. Um, something happened in Nigeria where I fell. And I told God, like, I literally surrender men to you. Like, I'm not going, I'm not two-stepping anymore. Like, I'm not going in and going out type of thing. Like, I'm going to be, like, really pure, wholeheartedly, like, not even doing this again. And uh, the next day, like, some lady, she comes to my grandma's house, like, yeah, I'm looking for your granddaughter, Abisola. And it's like, how did you know my name? Like, so... I had to go from Lekki to the mainland to see her. And she was just like, yeah, God has a husband for you. Like wow. um, the, the enemy wanted to trap you, but God has a husband for you. Like you have to just surrender and just trust him. Like God would do great things to your marriage. Like that. And then when I came back to America, I was telling Gabe, like, yeah, God has a husband for me. Like he has it. Okay. And Gabe was like, you know, you have free will to pick whoever you want to marry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was, I remember sitting on the on, on Gabe's couch, like, no, Gabe. She said he's like, and Gabe was looking at me, laying down, like, Alamde, <laughs> you have free will. Did God force you to have salvation? No, you chose it. So I don't know about this prophecy she gave. I'm kind of iffy about it. Like, you can take it to the Lord. So, um, so like that kind of opened my eyes. Like, you do have a choice. Like, you can choose wisely in the Lord. It's not like, you must marry this man or you're going to hell. But it's like, Gabe just put me onto like, game. And also, like, just learning, like, what a man should be like. Before I used to pump my own gas, if a guy's in the car, I'll pump my own gas. And Gabe said, hey, 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 sis. When a man is in the car, do not open your door. You look at him and he needs to hop out that seat. And right. do something with that gas. 
And then even like me, when, I, when I leave Gabe's apartment, Gabe like, oh, oh, I'm walking you to your car. I'm like, Gabe, I parked outside your apartment. He's like, no, it's, it's okay. I'm going to. Yeah. And then I'm doing Miss Independence. <laughs> and Gabe is just like, sis, I'm going to slap you. Like, I'm, t- I'm walking you to your car. So just to learn, like, sometimes be a woman <laughs> and let the man be the man. Not even like a sexual way, but just like be feminine. Like, just it's okay. Like, let him walk you to your car. Let him close the door for you. Let him put the gas in your car. Like, not every time, rah, rah, rah. Sometimes delicate. So, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, those are ways we can like, those are ways we can sow seeds of affection. I mean, like, mm. if you know, like on the dating tip and stuff like that, I mean, you should be doing it for your women and your that you know, regardless. But yeah, no, I just wanted to say that. No, shout out to Gabe because Gabe is really real MVP, <laughs> real MVP yeah, out here. That's the know? homie. <laughs> no, so um, let, let's talk about heartbreak because I think. Sometimes you have people that go through heartbreak and it changes them. It changes them completely. Some people become savages. We forget that, you know, when we, when we uh, say the Lord's prayer, you know, it's like, forgive us as you forgive them as well. You know, and that heartbreak is part of that. Okay. Somebody breaks your heart. You got to forgive them. You got to move on, you know, but a lot of people hold on to that and they turn into this different person that is cold, this different person that is not trust, this different person that does not believe that God can bless them with somebody who can, you know, restore some of these feelings that were misplaced from this other person. So in terms of heartbreak, I'm going to start with Gabe. Please do. (laughs) That means he got stories. (laughs) Please do. So prior to you uh, settling down and getting married, uh, did you have any heartbreak and how did you deal or move on from that? Yeah, I think for me, man, heartbreak was, I'm a, I think, I think I'm a guy who's kind of been like kind of in, in tune with emotions, like, and progressively improving upon that to this point. So I think as far as heartbreak, it was, it was tough, man. Like I really tapped into my, you know, like my boys, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. just trying to like, and I know there was like really, you know, like I remember dating somebody for a year plus. Um, and at that time that was, it was very serious. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, some people haven't seen six month relationships. So it's like, no shade to anybody like that, but me, you know, I, like, I, it's, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's the me. truth. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, you know, like we were dating a year, some change and you know, like this person had gotten mixed up in some things with her ex, but we had stayed together. Like I forgave her. This is pre-Christ. And, um, and I was just like, yeah, cool. And so I remember that stuff broke my heart, of course. And then, you know, there was an instance where I just kind of was like fed up and was like, yeah, I'm out. And I remember like, this is after dating somebody for like a year or so. I remember um, like a, a week, two weeks after she was, um, she was a week or two weeks after she was dating somebody else. And I was like, mm. or she had somebody else like in her like. This is IG wasn't as popping back then, but she has somebody like on her page or something. Oh, uh, it's I, always uh, it's bro, always I, I saw it, bro. I saw it in my stomach, like it felt like somebody punched me in my stomach, like literally where I was standing. Like I remember what spot I was standing in, in my dorm room. Like, like, man, this is what I feel. So I mean, it's I think, you know, and I have other instances of heartbreak, man. I I've been doing a little bit. So, you know, I just think I think for me, the way I kind of handled it was like really processing like really thinking about all right man like was this even that good you know like for me to be kind of like blown over for me to be mad at or something like that like was it even 
was it even worth it for me to kind of like pout over it? And even if it was, this person has chosen to make moves in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So do they really even deserve me? Like, you know, and I've had, I've had people talk to me and kind of be like, you know, like you have to, um, I'm trying to remember how the person worded it, but it was just talking about like valuing yourself as a person. And it's just like, mm. you know, and not every situation turns out bad. Sometimes you want something that somebody else doesn't yeah. and you kind of have to deal with that. And so it's really hard because I mean, everybody, some people resort to a whole face as in like, you know, they go around and they become savages and, you know, like, um, you know, they try to, they kind of just run through people, whether male or female. So I know for me, like, I didn't have like a crazy, you know what I'm saying, like chorus phase or anything like that, but I can see why people would do that because they kind of feel numb by the heartbreak. But I know for me, like, I just kind of tapped into the people that I had and, and, you know, like, you know, sometimes it was unhealthy means, you know, whether, you know, like some people it's like drugs or making, you know, stuff like that. But, yep. you know, like, I know for me, it's just like, kind of just indulging in vices for a bit. Yeah. Um, but post-Christ, it was like tapping into your community. It's easier to deal with heartbreak when you're in the Lord, you know what I'm saying? Because you go to God and you're like, this sucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go and lament like David did and, you know, God brings your healing. But pre-crisis is rough, man. No, thank you for sharing that. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to let Alami Day, you know, speak on just one heartbreak, you know. I, <laughs> Please don't don't be naming all the Yoruba boys now. Please don't be naming them. Uh, I got my heart broken last week, but um, are you serious? Talking, last week? Yeah. yeah, I mean, not really in a bad way. It's more like somebody that you admire and you know would like to be pursued by end up pursuing somebody else. These type of thing. It's not like oh, okay, okay. that's um, common, man. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, that, yeah. That'd be happening. Yeah, you know, somebody you're praying about. Whew, they propose man. to somebody else. It's like, hey, you. Ah, I think it's painful. Like, okay, pick my face up and move it. Keep it, you know, keep Your it. Moving. Regular day, you'll just be Instagram shocked. Like it chooks you. Like, yeah. Um, change. <laughs> but for me, actually, a friend of mine wrote. He wrote this blog post called um, "The Blessing of Heartbreak," and basically, he talks about you know we all get our heartbreaking, whether it's not being with that person you thought was your spouse, or not getting into that school, or not getting that job. But the blessing is that when you get your heart broken, it gives you opportunities to confront the Lord and be like, okay, what is your will for me in this area? You know, and um, I don't know. Oh, so, so um, I got broken like a couple of days ago and I came home and, you know, the Lord told me to read Ruth. And I'm just looking like, you know how you know a story already? Like, what can you teach yeah. me from this story yeah. that I've already read? You know, like nothing significant to me. Like she met Boaz, cool he married him but when I read it it was it, it just the Lord just highlighted like Ruth was not doing ministry she was in the marketplace you know she was actually working you know in her job and she met somebody you know typically we think when I meet somebody at church or Bible study I am past the Bible study age church age like everybody that met their spouse they met them in college through college ministry yeah. I passed that age so I'm like, God, where can I meet somebody? And I go to a small church. But God just highlight, like, you know, Ruth met her spouse at work. And he just highlight how Boaz, like, pursued Ruth. Like, he went to the, fam the, kids, um, the family redeemer and was like, hey, do you want to marry Ruth? If not, I'll take Like, he did the proper, did the proper way. And God just showed me a lot of things in that story. So, you know, like, getting your heart broken is not bad. It's bitter and it's sweet because, like, yeah, it's broken. But then also when you look back, it's like, 
thank God I did not marry that person because the way I'm living now is not the way they're living. And it's like, not in a bad way, but like you can be both safe and unequally yoked, you know? For me, like, imagine marrying somebody and they'd be like, yeah, why are you playing burner? And it's like, yeah, I want somebody that's like me. Um, Not too much like me so I can change, but one the same way, wavelength. Like, you know, I like creative stuff. Imagine marrying somebody that's like, no, I don't like creative stuff. I like politics and that's it. It's just like, you know, so mm-hmm. for me, I was not bad, but some people are, some people are like are monolithic. Yeah, yeah. I'm well-versed, you know, and I, I want somebody that's well-versed too. So it's not like, oh, like, for example, like, I spend mad, I spend mad hours editing my own podcast. I don't want somebody to be like, you're editing your podcast, you don't get paid for, like, and then questioning what how why I'm creating. It's like it's my passion. I want somebody that loves the arts. So it's just like when God just showed me like the person you want to marry is like, did I really want that life with them? Looking back now, like no, like I want somebody that we're well intertwined, and it's like you can see the glory of God in our marriage. Not like oh I'm suffering, like some people's parents. Um anyway. It's like just you know, I'm just learning. Like when you get your heart broken, it's literally an opportunity to come to God, like God Gabe said, and just really, really be vulnerable and just you know, have Him tell you, like, yeah, I'm, I have something for someone for you, and this is this is the qualifications of them, and the, it's showing you more, sharing more of His vision for your life with you. Wow, I, I think you opened up another question um, because we have Gabe here who's married, and hopefully he can give some insight on this you mentioned some things that I, I think deal with like preferences you yeah, know like, like okay like, like the list yeah, yeah it, like like a list like like a list so let let's say and I, matter of fact I'm gonna ask Gabe this question when you met your wife you know I mean were there some preferences that were like okay we can compromise on this like okay I, I'll just use the example of okay listening to burner boy or something like that. were there some things where it's like, okay, we don't match up so much on that, but I can kind of get over that. Or how did you guys match up in terms of what you had on your, okay, this is my dream wife or whatever. Yeah, for me, I think I had a, I had a slight bingo board, but I was like, I think for me, it's just kind of like the preference thing applies, but you can't be, I do think you should have preferences people. Like I know for me, I did. And there were things I was like, I do want, you know what I'm saying? But I looked at my life more so than a list, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So like, I was just more so like, instead of me being like, she needs to be this and have this and have this, I was like, does she fit my life? You know what I'm saying? Like more so or whatever, rather than kind of a list that like, that may not match up with my life completely. Like, why Mm -hmm. would I want somebody that's X, Y, Z? Because that doesn't really have anything to do with me Mm -hmm. per se, like, one, that's right, one that's right. small this girl's hilarious one nicky one like knickknack thing like so me i was heavily involved in uh loving of music and stuff like that and then we would be in the car i mean like just off of like dating or something like that and and like dad my wife she doesn't really like she didn't really like care to be like not head not, you know not like <laughs> not nah, and it, she would enjoy music granted but she wouldn't be like pressed over like artists or mm-hmm. music music storylines and stuff like that you know whatever and whereas I thought I would want to be with somebody who like we vibe off the same artists you know what I'm saying like da, 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 da. you know <laughs> but not, now into marriage I see that you know I'll be in the car playing certain things and she'll just pick it up you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like the the capacity is there and I think that's important when you're thinking about preference is the capacity yeah. there for that person does that person show you why y'all are dating does that person show you a willingness to you know like 
want to uh, learn or see these things that you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that you, that you're interested in. Do they, do they care to even indulge a little bit or see, you know, like my, I always tell people, my wife is in uh, my fantasy basketball league, you know, that, mm-hmm. I run, that I run yearly, you know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, it's just like, it wasn't, and you know, guys, our dream is like, get a woman who loves sports. Oh my gosh. You know, but it's like, I, I made sure I handheld her to show her that basketball is more than guys just dribble. I mean, she knew, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, okay, there's actual fun and storylines to it. Um, we're not into sports just because it's, it's you know, whatever. There's storylines to follow. Like, yeah. there's drama. It's like a show. You know what I'm saying? Now, like, Now, Gabe, are you accepting the trade that is not in your favor on in fantasy basketball from your <laughs> wife? Or are you no. declining it? So I actually do not, I actually have never traded. I've never sent her offer. I, when we're in the league, I just, I never do. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's yeah. not, you know, yeah. But, but either way, like, I think, I think when you talk preferences, you got to talk capacity to love and learn. So it's like, does your nice. partner, does the person you're thinking about, do they, do they seem to have the capacity to figure out, do they ask questions? Cause you know, guys, sometimes we can get annoyed at when they ask the questions, but sometimes that's the gateway to getting them into what we're into you know what i'm saying so if you just do a little talking you know what i'm saying more talking than you may maybe used to more explaining than you may be used to you might get her on board with some things that you're interested in and then you will appreciate it down the line you know what i'm saying like i could be in the crib talking to deb about russell westbrook about to get traded you know with um about to get traded with john wall and she'll be like wait what what's happening that's crazy and we could be vibing about it but that's only because We've had combos. I can't just expect her to just come pre-packaged. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants pre-packaged food anyway. It's better yeah. when you cook. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm going to get off my soapbox. But yeah, I, I think capacity and, um, is important um, when you're talking about preference. Nice. Yeah. Because so, like for me, I have things that are like, you know, family oriented, able yeah. to communicate, you know, able to manage money. Um responsible like it's not like ah he must be six feet da, 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 da. it's like because i'm i'm five three my dad's five five like let me be humble let's you know <laughs> so there's certain right. things like i just i know i can't live like i, I want my family oriented i'm i love my family you know i want somebody i can communicate because marriage is not easy unless you <laughs> communicate you know stuff like that but like i was saying earlier about the whole creative things like i'm a creative person all my friends are creative or they appreciate appreciate creative arts so Marrying somebody that doesn't appreciate creative art, it can like, that's my calling. Like that's what God has called me to do. So it's just like marrying somebody like Gabe said that fits the life that God is calling you to do. Like if somebody wants to be a pastor for church, cuckoo shy, that's, we're not meant for each other because I'm not trying to be a first lady. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. I'm not trying to, you know, be anybody's first lady. I'm not trying to, you know, travel the world, doing mission trips, you know, like, so it's like, like Gabe said, marrying somebody that fits the life that you're called to. And there are some things that, you know, you can grow into like, Debbie teaching us about politics in our group chat. Me, I'm clueless, you know, but Deb, Deb, you know, I gained a sister through her as from her marrying Gabe. So it was like, she teaches about politics. We all learn it from her because she knows she works in that. So it's like, you know, you, you get to grow as a person, with your spouse as a person, but it's also like, there's some things that, yeah, me, allow me date yonda. I cannot, I cannot uh, check off my list. I'm not married to my list. It definitely evolves as I get older and see what I want and what I don't want. But there's some things that must be there. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing. Thank you both for sharing. I wanted to kind of give my account on heartbreak because 
I didn't know I was heartbroken. Please, until... please, bro. Please tell us <laughs> let's, the reformed. Let's hear it. Let's, let's hear it. I'm reformed, here. yes. So, so my current girlfriend, actually, who is younger than me, she's six years younger than me, and I would have never thought that she would actually reveal something to me that I was heartbroken because I, I'm a, I'm a big guy, you know. I move on. I'm I'm gonna be all right. So, I met somebody in undergrad and. Basically, I, I was, I, I, I'll just put it out there. I was a playboy in undergrad, all right? So in undergrad, I met somebody. She was a cool person, and I didn't take her serious. I was dealing with other people, and she didn't like that. Now, we got to a point where we moved past that, and we were in a relationship, but it could never work out. You know, it was like, I tried everything. I tried everything under the sun, you know, or at least that's what I believe. And Gabe had said something where I, I kind of uh, remembered what I've been through. I've never had a relationship past six months, you know, but this, this person who I met in undergrad, we dealt with each other for, she says, I think like seven years. So we always just broke up. It was, it never worked. You know, it was like, I, I would try to redeem myself, but it would, it was just never good enough. So with my current girlfriend, I actually had an issue where in month five, I was like, yeah, I'm done. You know, I, I said, I'm done. And she was looking at me. She's like that quick. Like you a sucker. <laughs> like she basically was like, something is really wrong with you. You know, and I, this is somebody who I cared about. So I was, okay, let me listen to this person. And I had been open with my current girlfriend and she basically was like, I think it's that first relationship that you told me lasted so long, but it never went anywhere. You're just used to just throwing things away. And I was, and I sat back and I actually kind of like teared up because the mentality I had in all my relationships after that first real girlfriend I had was like, I'm never going to be good for anybody. So I might as well get out of here before mm. they cut me first. You know, because I was so used to packing my bags and just saying, okay, look, I've tried everything. Yeah. That's and also, I wanted to save money too because relationships are expensive. <laughs> so, hello. These guys do a guy code. No, wow. it's true. Keep going. I would chuck the deuce early. And what my current girlfriend helped me realize is that, look, Jesus has paid all my debts. All right. So, Whatever issue, whatever happened earlier on in that first relationship in undergrad, I saw myself trying to make amends for that. Where it's like, look, Jesus paid all my debts, all right, with this woman. She also had forgiven me. We had moved past that. But for some reason, I was holding on to that. And I would get to a point where I'm like, I'm not worthy of a stable relationship. So testimony, we've broken some chains. I'm now in month... Six and a half. I'm now on six and a half. Glory. Let's go. Breaking Let's get this. So, no, shout out to my girl. She's on. She's out there. But hey, I, I think, <laughs> I think it's for it's for a, a lot of good in terms of people listening who might be going through a similar thing. Okay. Most okay, Sozo. Appreciate. I definitely feel that point you said about how um trying to you know like trying to leave before I'm heartbroken. You yeah. Know? Um, and that's vulnerability. Right there, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, no. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna actually use this as like a segue into the next question that I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask both of y'all. So I'm gonna come at it from like my personal angle. So I personally have never been heartbroken per se because- Wow, 
Aren't you God's favorite? My boy, my boy. No, no I'm just kidding. That's not. That's not something. He, he does like, the heartbreaking. Please, please. please. <laughs> Hold on. Yes, in the past, Trey Songs. Reformed, you're about demon. God, God saved my life. Reformed. But nah, like my sister said, I was uh, one of those individuals. You probably wouldn't know. If you if you met me now, you would think I'm the most gentle, mm. gentle guy. But I, I have a past like most people. But I was always the one to kind of be self-sabotaging or like I would um, mess up situations, just find a way to misbehave or ghost <laughs> or just find some way to get out before, you know, things could, could go too far. So I'm going to use this as a segue into the, the next question, right? Like, um... Did you ever consider um, therapy or like what type of um, self-work um, did you start doing? Are you doing now? This is going to be for Alameda. Like what type of self-work are you doing now, right? To prepare yourself, you know, moving into by God's grace, the next phase, right? You know, being aware of the past and maybe some problematic behaviors or whatever the case may be. So like, what work are you doing in this season to prepare yourself? Alameda is muted. She muted herself on purpose. Oh, want me to go first? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't know why. Okay. Um, I'm not in therapy right now. I want to definitely next year. I want to start doing therapy. Um, I actually need it. I feel like uh, being the first born daughter and my parents' marriage, I there's some things that uh have affected me. Like coach would be like, I'm like, yeah, I want to get and have kids because I I. I spent my whole life taking care of everybody. And Holy Spirit was like, you're just saying that because you took care of everybody and now you, you want to be selfish and not take care of other people. And it's okay to not take care of other people, but don't make vows out of experiences, you know. Um, you know, you're not, you know, stuff like that. So I do want to see therapy, but like right now, it's just being transparent with the Lord and just, you know, sharing uh, my thoughts that, you know, the thoughts that come into your head, sometimes they're not your thoughts. And you need to like, Tasted before Lord, like where did this come from? Like, why am I triggered? Um, when people say certain things to me, certain things happen to me. Like, Coach was like, Yeah, you don't like men. And I was like, Yes, I do. He's like, No, you you don't like men, and this is why you don't like men. And it's like, um, I was dating somebody earlier this year, and he was just like, Yeah, you know, if we're gonna get married, yeah, you need therapy because I believe like your past your relationships from college have traumatized you. Um when it comes to sex, like I've been traumatized by it. So like, God, he was like, yeah, you need, you really need a uh, therapy. I don't want something to happen. And I, tr- I trigger a past memory. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, um, yeah, I'm going to go to therapy next year. Um, definitely want to spend my 30th year unlearning and uh, unraveling things that I picked up in my twenties. Nice. man. That's, that's big, man. That's, that's really big of you. And I, I, I hope it, uh, it's an enlightening journey for you as you, you know what I'm saying? As you go on it. Yeah. What about you, Gabe? Yeah, man, I think self-care is big. Like, you know, um, I just think for me, um, there was a, there was a process that I tapped into like, um, called, yeah, it was like, so, so it's called Sozo for people who don't know. It's like pretty much it's a, it's like an intense emotional, um, emotionally godly session, you know what I'm saying? So you, you sit with a counselor and, you know, um, you know, they almost act like an oracle or medium, but not really, you know what I'm saying? So they pretty much just kind of ask questions. Like they ask you questions and they kind of like, okay, it's like prayer together. So they just kind of like, yeah, Holy Spirit, we invite you. Um, and they, they just ask you like, okay, like, where do you like to be? And then, you know, they'll kind of start there. And then like, you'll kind of just envision yourself like, okay, if I'm with Jesus and it's like, what are you seeing? Um, and the cool thing about those, those sessions are you kind of see like, 
trauma dug up things that you may be dealing with um sometimes if you go there and be like yeah i just want healing i just want to i want to reflect regarding this situation and so you can almost get like clarity with somebody who's kind of like helping you walk through that spiritually but um but yeah it's, it's pretty cool i think i think um i know i don't know many churches that do it anymore people still go i did it years ago but like um and i know for me just a lot of like learning man like about myself like mm -hmm. i think people people don't learn enough about themselves before they get into relationships and so when they don't learn about themselves you're not able to explain to somebody why you were you responded or reacted in a certain kind of way it hits different in a relationship when you're triggered by something and behavior follows and you're able to explain that behavior you know what i'm saying like yeah. If you're if you're if your significant other says something to you and you're triggered by it, it's dope when you're able to realize that your mom, when you were younger, your mom used to say X, Y, Z to you. Yeah. And because of that, you know, because of that trauma, you know, like you feel this way when people say this and your significant other just said this and you realize it's happening in your friendships, too. So, you know, like I would suggest people go to therapy and. And not just, oh, I'm gonna go see my pastor or the people at my church. Like, no, I go to go to therapy, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, and have have trained professionals help you sort through just, you know, like life. Like my wife's in therapy now. Um, and you know, like we wanna make sure we also like like I wanted to fade therapy. I just haven't I haven't gotten around to like finding I found a person, but I didn't set up a, a schedule or anything with somebody. But I would encourage it because, you know, I think a lot of us have things that uh we don't have awareness about or we don't have a name to it you know what i'm saying we don't have a label on it and um a lot of times those are things that are just you know like it's one step from you being set free from something that can help you better in your relationships and not romantic only but your friendships so you know self-care um i know like just a lot of reflection for me personally like self-reflection just looking into why i felt what i felt about what i felt about so so like um you were like super intentional in that before you got married right yeah so i mean i think i think with my friendships i kind of dug into my friendships a lot like why you know like a lot of times i would just look into the way my friendships made me feel because your friendships it's not like you're not going to become a completely different person when you get in a relationship you might think that that's <laughs> right bro i mean the foundation is still there so on Hello. the surface things might change but you know so i looked at my friendships heavily like okay why when my guy friend or my girlfriend said this you know what i'm saying like why did i respond this way that's right why did it make me feel this way you know like why even my relationship with my mom my parents my aunties my uncles just kind of like and that's why i say self-reflection is good mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like why why do these things make me feel this way why does it vex me like this you know like and stuff like that so you know i would just say that's really 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 important yeah that's good and you know the easiest thing to forget is going to therapy you know you know yeah. how many times i've looked up a therapist and it's time to pay Bro, and then you just like, <laughs> <laughs> to and then a year goes by and i'm like oh yeah i remember i wanted to go. right yeah, so so hopefully just try and be a little bit more intentional about it. And then mm. I will also say something that I think can be a little toxic. Go to therapy for yourself. All right. I, I think if you're oh, yes. if, if you're married, that's the, 
different ball game. But if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're telling you, you know, hey, go to therapy for this relationship, go to therapy for yourself. Yeah. Right? You know, I've 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 been in relationships where people would say, yeah, this relationship is not going to work unless you go to therapy. <laughs> and I would say, well, what about you? You know, if we're talking relationship, yeah. but it's like, no, it's just just you. And I'm like you know, I want to go for me, you know, I'm not going, Hey, therapist, I need to save my relationship. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going for me. So make sure you're going to therapy for yeah. yourself, you know? And That's I think fair. once you figure out whatever's going on with you, yes, your relationship can be better, but the main focus is you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So allow me I wanted to ask how forgiving are you in relationships? You know, because look, You've mentioned that, you know, some prospects, they just don't, that they're not up to par. So let's remove, let's remove cheating from the table. Okay. People Mm -hmm. physically cheat. Hey, that's not good. Get out the door. But in terms of just your experiences, how forgiving would you say you are in your relationships? I mean, I've only been in one relationship, (laughs) but uh, when it comes to God, I'm very forgiving. Not because like, I'm very forgiving because like, the way I am with emotions is like very cutthroat. Like, okay, we're good. Let's keep it moving. Like you're no longer a significant other, but moving forward, I'm going to be cordial, be nice to you and all that stuff. But I'm not one to be like, yeah, I can't forgive him. I can't, like literally, I think I've God has dealt with me with unforgiveness. So, you know, those who, who have been forgiven much, love much. I've learned like not to hold people in unforgiveness because God will humble you. So for me, I'm just like really quick, like, yeah, it's good. Like, you know, we're two individuals growing that's developing. We're not perfect. It's all love. Let's keep it moving. But I'm not one to be like, I can't stand him looking at him. No, we learn from our mistakes. I see you differently now. Let's keep it moving. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I hope I don't sound heartless, but I just, I'm not one to be like, I can't, no, like, I'll dap you up. Like, what's good? You know, keep it moving. Yeah, no, I, in in my relationship, man, forgiveness is something that it, it has to flow because I have good intention. She has good intentions, but sometimes I might, and a lot of times it's me. I might say something and it's like, oh, what are you talking about? You know how that made me feel? Okay, please. Yeah. Me. You know? <laughs> I think also like extending grace. Like once you understand the concept of grace, like, there's some things like somebody said that, you know, you will always sometimes you're going to be the villain in somebody's story. You know, like I might have uh, I might have walked into the room and yeah. I greeted I, I greeted Gabe, but not Raheem. And I, I'm not ignoring Raheem. I just didn't see him. And his mind is right. like, Shane, greet me. But in reality, I didn't even see you. So it's just like extending grace. Like, yeah, Lams is my man. She loves me. Like, it's not ill. It's not ill intentions towards me. So really, it's just like saying like. People are going to be people and people are complicated. People are fickle. So I was like, like, you know, we're all growing. Um, so let's extend grace because yeah, like sometimes the devil be playing with you. Like Raheem could be like, she ignored it, but reality, I didn't even see you out the corner of my eye. Gabe was in front of me. So it's like yeah. just not even like listening to the enemy, just really loving, loving without any measure, loving unconditionally. Just yeah, just loving like Christ, man. Nice. I, I feel like um, I want to hear Gabe's perspective on this as well, talking about uh, for for forgiveness, because I feel like obviously I'm not married, right? And um, but I know dealing with um, the opposite <laughs> gender, 
I feel like as a man, you you're always either always saying sorry, or you like or buying something. Yeah, and on the other to side, say sorry. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you also have to extend extreme grace to your significant other. So, like, what like what is that like? Like, you know, extending grace and you know being being forgiving. Yeah, no. Even um one of the one of the Bible verses that I was um that I had brought up or whatever uh, that I was that I was thinking about, you know, like just with this topic in marriage. Um, for for in itself is uh, Romans twelve seventeen, and it pretty much says, uh, "Don't don't you know the verse that talks about don't repay evil with evil," you know what I'm saying? And um, it even so specifically it says, "Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable." And so for me, it's just kind of like you realize, you know, um, you don't revenge is the Lord's, you know. And it sounds really intense when you say that, you know, like yeah. as, far, as far as like being in a relationship and stuff like that. But it's real talk. Like, you know, you don't you don't repay your I think understanding builds compassion. So like if I understand why you may have or if I try to understand why you may have did what you did, then I'm able to have compassion. Right. So I didn't I didn't my father was not in my life. So I was able to understand there were situations and things from him just, you know, like if he just left my mom, you know, like that's the thing. But at a certain point in his life, he didn't learn how to be a man. So it helped me to forgive him because, and you know, of course, I'm not saying he's not crud for leaving a woman with a child. I mean, yeah, there's, there's criticism for that. But at the same time, he himself had not matured enough to stabilize a family mentally, emotionally, whatever. And so he, you know, did what he did. And so for me, it's just like, it's just like, I'm able to, with going through that process with the Holy Spirit, I'm able to have a little compassion because I have a better understanding that the, you know, the way, so it's just, it's just with that, it's like, when you talk to your spouse or your significant other, it's like, I don't want to, because you did me wrong, I'm not about to do you wrong. Let's not go, going tit for tat is not going to help anybody. And you got to remember that. Like, I remember when me and Deb were dating, I kind of told, I, I told her, I was like, you know, that thing that girls do sometimes where you ask them what's wrong and they're like, nothing. And nothing. It, right. And it's like, nah, something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be even worse two, three days from now because it's going to get stale and mold. You know what I'm saying? So. I was like, look, man, if something's wrong, you need to tell me when you feel it, not two, three, or when you're, you know, prepared to, but, and, and so it was just like, cause you know, we have instances like that all the time. And then that intensity of the hate, you know, like you could start hating somebody off, off an action that happened a long time ago, if y'all handled it, you know, that at that point in time. So really the answer as far as forgiveness, not repaying evil with evil. So like, if I feel like you did me wrong, I'm going to tell you. And a lot of people don't want to be vulnerable and say, that hurt my feelings. I didn't like the way you said that. Um, I didn't, I didn't, it made me feel a certain kind of way um, because, you know, it's very vulnerable to do that. It's really, it's not only transparent, but it's giving your heart to somebody and saying, look, uh, here's my heart on this platter. I'm showing yeah. you what it is. Cause a lot of people would take that and hold it against you. And in a lot of people's past, they've had people hold that, do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I do think um, I do think it's 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 really that vulnerability. Like, yeah, what you said hurt my feelings. A lot of people don't want to say something hurt their feelings because it just sounds very meek. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So you know, yeah. I realize I didn't answer the question. You were saying in terms of like being inside a relationship, how to forgive the other person. 
I thought she meant like once it ends, how do you forgive that person? Um, <laughs> I think for me, like when you're in it, okay, when I'm in it, like um, for me, it's a lot of communication. Like, why did you do that? Or why did you say that? Like, um, I think one time, like the guy left his phone at home, and he's like the kind of person that. He can live without a phone. Like he's very like, I read, I play puzzles, I drink my tea, like very like monolithic. And he went to the cafe and left his phone at home. And I was calling, I was texting, I was having like, hey, like, you know, for like a span of six hours, I didn't hear from him. So when he finally FaceTimed me, I was upset. Like, like he acting casual, like he didn't see anything, like any missed calls from me. And he was like, why are you upset? I was like, nothing. He's like, no, 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 no that face is not saying nothing so let's talk about it now it's okay why didn't you return my calls? like at least say hey i'm busy you know i'm not even i'm not a needy person but like don't be acting like you didn't see my missed calls he was just like i left my phone at home and just like you know for us it's like really talking like okay why did you say that and why did you say in that tone like if i'm talking he yells i'm like why did you yell at me like what, what did i do and he'll explain like i'm so sorry like um, you triggered something inside of me that da, 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 I need to deal with it. So just like really talking and hearing each other's side out. Like, okay, I didn't do it intentionally, but this is how I am, this is how I react. And I probably react this way because of X, Y, and Z that I need to work on. Just really communicating. Uh-huh. I was like, you know, we watch rom-coms. They do lovey-dovey, dates, gift, all that stuff. But in reality, when you date somebody, a lot of talking. Like, why'd you act that way? A why'd you do lot. that? I said, I'm tired of talking. Like, why we oh, always talk? Like why are we always communicating about something so something so small and then we were long distance. So we had to really communicate like, okay, I said be quiet because I feel like you're being loud and my neighbor can hear us type of thing. So it's just like really hearing her person out and extending grace, like, okay, they're not being ill-intentional towards me, but they're really just how they are. We're different and our differences are now conflicting and we need to you know understand each other better and understand grace with each other. Yeah, now I was going to add a little dating 101. If your partner, male or female, uh, calls you multiple times and you miss those calls, do not call back and act like you didn't see. At least. Bruh, it's gaslighting, no? Gaslighting. I said, oh, God, you saw my calls. Just explain what happened. You saw my like, face time. Like exactly. I ain't acting all casual. Like, how's your day? You know how my day was. You had my anxiety all up in the <laughs> air. Yeah, and no, the truth about it, it's it's not an issue if you make a mistake. Like we all make mistakes, okay? You forget your phone. Hey, sorry, I missed your call. For, Communicate. Forgot my simple as that, you know. Simple communication he cannot do. I was like, yeah, I, I said, yeah, when you when, just let me know, like I left my phone at home. I understand, like you're not a phone person, cool, but you live by yourself and you're you don't have that much friends. I'm trying to see, are you okay? Like, are you good? Did you make it home from work? Yeah, yeah. Nah, why are you upset? <laughs> no, so I, you know, right now it's an interesting time for us because I think it's, it's a lot of money in the atmosphere. If I say that, like I see a lot of side hustles that are making a lot of money. I see a lot of um, new roles that are making a lot of money on both sides for men and women. So in terms of dating, how big is money in terms of dating? Because I know. Raheem has sent me this podcast with, I think it was some uh, retired oh, yeah. NFL players. Yep. Um, I forget the name of it, but they were saying how, you know, a wife that just, you know, cooks and clean that that's old school. Now they want to go get her. They want somebody where they give you a hundred K you flip that for a hundred. Like they want somebody who can bring in that money. And I was listening to it and I was saying, I just said, it's interesting. So I want to get 
both of you, your point of views in terms of how big money plays into a relationship. Want me to go? You want to go? Okay. Um, for me, um, you know, you say money isn't a thing, like it's not that important, like it's okay. But then when you get a relationship with someone that doesn't have money, you learn really quickly that money is very important. Okay, like you know, the guy that I was dating, like there'll be times where I'll be digging in my pockets. I'm just like, listen, I, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not a big like, oh, money is important, but at least. At least God Almighty have something in your accounts. Then I be under negative. I beg, like I can't. So for me, like I freelance. Um, you know, I you know design. I do social media on the side. So for me, like I'm always getting money. Like I'm always trying to make money. Um, that's just me. Not for like a husband type of thing, but that's just Alami Day. Like my name means money. Um, so for me, money is important. Like at least the guy is responsible with money and can you know provide and is making money. Now, does he have to be like, I'm making six figures, I drive a Benz, all that stuff? No, because in reality, you can have money today. And after we say I do, the money can disappear. So for real, easily, like it's not even that, it's not that big a deal. That's like that. It's like that. Like, and I've, I've seen marriages where they both had nothing and they built something and the love has grown. And I've seen marriages where the guy have money had money and he married a girl and the love is stale. So for me, it's just like money is not really big, but it's like, how how are you a steward? Are you generous with this money that God has given you? Or are you stingy? I, one thing I hate is stingy people. Like you don't have to be rich. You can be, you, but don't be stingy with your money. And I hate poverty mentality. It's 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 sickening to me. Like God is not a God of poverty, you know, like be very generous and God will bless you. That's my mentality about stuff like that. But um, in terms of me flipping money for reference, let me be, let me be like transparent. If you know me, you know that I have struggled to get a job, like, like locked down a full-time permanent job with benefits, all, all, well, yeah, everything. So for me, I felt like maybe, maybe, maybe a guy wouldn't marry me because I'm not able to like, you know, secure the bag, blah, blah, blah. But God's just showing me like, you're not, your worth is not because you can produce something, but because I qualified and called you my daughter, because I made you. And um, I'm a blessing regardless of whether somebody has hired me or not. Like my name means wealth. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and a change for the Lord. So if you marry me, your life will elevate. So that's a business. But um, for me, like money, it's important, but it's like your heart posture towards money. Um, yeah. Nice. Hope I answered your question. We, did. We, did. we will take a finder's fee if you know you find that. Hey, don't worry. I give you commission cut. Don't worry. Don't worry. Ten percent of the bride price. <laughs> so, uh, Gay, what about you in terms of a woman and what she brings to the table in 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 money terms? Yeah, I think honestly, I think the most important thing. Let me preface all of this by saying, like, when me and Deb were dating, I was like broke. So mm-hmm. you know, it was you know, but I show responsibility. But I, I do think as far as like, when we're talking about money, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think stewardship is really the word here. You know what I'm saying? Like, nice. it's it's cool if, um, and some people have their preference. Cool. You, you know, like some women want a man who makes more, some women don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and you know, it's just, it's a lot about people's upbringings and stuff like that, you know, like, or whatever. Um, but I think it's really about stewardship because you can make I know I've known people who made, you know, six figures 
who, you know, like, because they didn't steward it wisely, it felt like they were living check to check. You know what I'm saying? And people who make maybe like 50, 60, who live life greatly because the way, because of the way they, they manage their money. So, you know, it's, it's just like, but, and, and the issue about the money conversation is just like Olamide said, it could be gone like this. When me and Deb were dating, a lot of the pushback on us getting married from the family members because I was still finishing undergrad and they wanted me to wait till I finished undergrad for me to get a job. I mean, for me to get a job after I finished undergrad, et cetera. And the thing was, um, we ended up getting married before I had finished my undergrad um, in a very interesting story or whatever um, that may be a little long-winded for the pod, but you know, like um, I, didn't, I didn't get a job till like maybe sometime after that. But even when I had a job, we came into a situation where because of circumstances, Deb wasn't at her job anymore. So guess what? Roles reversed. And just like that, her salary. So, you know, like you can, and my salary was holding us up, but for our first year of marriage, she was the breadwinner most definitely. And I was freelancer. And so it could literally, people have to realize it could literally be gone like that. Now, I think that I've, I showed to Deb, I knew how to hustle. I knew how to create income for myself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I picked up a skill like graphic design and, That's right. and doing social media work and stuff like that. I can literally hop on a computer and within a week have, you know, like a client, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I've created that power, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So if I was, if our whole family was some, some kind of thing happened when me and dad both lose our jobs, I literally would, I know how to create income for myself, for myself right. and for the family. And so I think that's what's most important to display, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and as opposed to like laziness, go ahead and let me know what you're going to say. I had dinner with Kay's wife, Deb, last night, and we were talking about your allowance. And Gabe is <laughs> Gabe is very, he, I went shopping with Deb like maybe two months ago and we were buying stuff and she was like, Gabe, I need more money for my allowance. He was like, nope, you better manage that allowance that you have. And I like how they literally they have an allowance. Like you want to manage this money onto the next paycheck. And I think yeah, that's, and that's very good. That's, and that's very how we good. do it. You know, like, cause you know, like I remember being taught like, when you, I mean, people do their marriage how you want to do your marriage, but when you get married, everything is one. You know what I'm saying? Your salary, your bonuses for your salary, they mine, and my bonuses for my salary are yours. And we have a thing. Now we've decided like we get an allowance, a monthly amount, you know, where this is, you know, whatever. This is your spending money for, you know, whatever you want to do. This is how we do it. So we have um we have all our our so we have our joint bank account. And then, you know, your allowance gets sent to your account or whatever. And then you do with it whatever you please. You know what I'm saying? But if you spend your joint, that's that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you want to make a big purchase, you go ahead, save up, steward your bread and, you know, do that. But either way, like, yeah, I think I think as far as my foundation, like when you're dating, just really pay attention to how the person manages money, you know, like, and they don't even need to, because not everybody, like Alameda says, like, okay, if you look at her resume, she she may have dealt with, you know, trying to get a full-time thing, but she's been able to financially stabilize herself through the years without having per se, like a job she's been working at for X amount of years. So it's just, I think it's really about stewardship and, you know, like not, see, you know, not seeing men who are lazy or because we have a lot of black women who grind out here, man. Like we um, have a lot of on. black women who are, Media. the breadwinners so men of the family bro and 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 black men aren't moving at the same pace and Hello? so i think one of the biggest things for us 
is to make sure that we show the potential to earn money. And I think that's what I showed the dev. So when I was even in my broke phase and she was assisting me do things like she knew that there was potential there, but it wasn't just me like, yeah, can I get this? Can I get that? Can I hold a 20. It was, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) nah, you know, um, you know, but yeah, sorry. I want to say like, um, I was talking to somebody like recently and I was like, you know, back in the day, you know, people used to marry for money. Like, you know, women weren't educated. They married for money to move up the class or to maintain their status and maintain their homes. But now that I'm in 2020, I know babies making 6K, buying their own house, living independently. So for real, for real, the man is not needed for money because at this point, it's like you see all these young girls doing their thing. And it's like at this point, I'm looking for love peace and happiness from this guy if you can't provide any of those like it's not an option um times have changed like they are buying homes by themselves paying for mortgages so it's like i don't really need a husband like financially like i got it on my own who don't bring money or peace and i just be like yo yeah what are you bro you don't bring proper love you don't bring you know, you're not tender. You're not caring. Like, what's going on? So, so I, times have changed. Now, babes are like, okay, money's not a thing. I have my own money. So, I'm not looking at. I'm not impressed. You know. Yeah. So, hey, I, I I wanted to talk about just your relationship with God in a relationship. So, I know in my relationship, I pray with my girl now. You know, we pray. We pray often. But I know in previous relationships. Sometimes people say it's kind of weird, you know, to pray together. And I'll say, okay, it is what it is. I've had previous relationships where it's kind of turned into a little toxic thing where it's like, hey, we're not meant for each other, but it's like, but we used to pray together. We're supposed to be met. I'm like, that doesn't mean we're meant for each other. So, hey, Gabe, I I wanted to get your experience. When did you and your wife start praying together? Because I I think ultimately you're in a relationship to practice some things that you're going to be doing in in a marriage. But of course, there are some boundaries, you know, no sex. But when did you guys start praying in your relationship? People treat sex like it's a bad word. Sex is sex. 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 Nah, we had sex. Anyways, but but no, I had I had to put that disclaimer out there. But I mean, I you know, like from I so I think me and me and Deb really started praying together more so when we were looking to make bigger moves, honestly. You know, um, I think we both kept an eye on each other and, and kept each other accountable as far as being a believer. You know what I'm saying? So like asking her as a woman of God, like what what have you been reading and stuff like that or digging into and us talking about biblical things was cool. But I think there has to be, like you said, I love I love that word so much. I think I share that word every time I talk about relationship boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need to be praying with my my girlfriend of, of two months you know, daily, you know, yeah. or, or even weekly. I mean, it's, it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's totally necessary because you can now I always tell people when I started dating that when I started like calling before I called her, my girlfriend, I had it in my heart that I wanted to marry her. Right. So my intention from the get go, when we put our labels on was, I see you being my wife, you know, um, and there's deeper things into, Oh, how could he think that? Or how could he believe that or whatever? But so for me, I'm like, I'm about whatever, but I understand that when you start praying with somebody often, they're, you know, like you can get really, you know, like intertwined that way. 
And so um, I think it's better to seek counsel as believers, seek counsel um, based on your situations. But me and, me and Deb didn't really start praying together unless we went to an event together or something like that. And even then, <laughs> we didn't start praying together until we were really married for real. Or, or I'm sorry, until we were like deciding that we wanted to take that next step. Like, okay, I feel like we're getting to a place where we want to move to that next step let's start praying about it, you know, whatever, for clarity and soberness or sobriety, whatever word you say. Um, and that's when we really started praying together um, for real. For, uh, nice. So, so I guess for, for Alamide, um, just to, to throw it at you, how is your prayer life, you know what I'm saying, in terms of praying about marriage? Because you know that in Jeremiah, are you praying? You're not praying because you're not praying. That's the problem. You're not praying. Like, um, how, how is... Those people um, are serious. They don't think straight. <laughs> exactly. So, like, how is your prayer life in regards to dating and, you know, potential marriage and all of that? How, how has it been? Um, non-existent. <laughs> I felt like in my earlier stages of my walk, like, my early 20s, I was praying a lot. Like, that was, like, a big prayer point. Um, I don't, But I don't know if it's maybe discouragement or just, like, you know, I'm, I'm in my 20s. Like, if, if, it, if it happens, it happens at this point. I don't know what, maybe, but I just... I just really don't pray about it as much. Maybe here and there, like after a heartbreak or after like a situation, I'd be like, you know, God, I surrender this to you. You know, let your will be done. But in terms of praying, no. I don't know if that's bad or good, but I just don't. I just felt like we were so fixated on it that when it when it didn't happen, it's just like, oh, so you, so you rocking, God? So you rocking? Like, I didn't get married at 26? Okay, okay. 27? Okay. 28? Okay, 29? God, I'm about to be 30. Okay, you know what? It's cool. If it happens, happen. Let You know, like, you know, just going with the flow. So I don't know if it's bad or good, but I don't really pray about it. I think I prayed about it like two days ago when I had the, I was reading Ruth, you know, God led me to Ruth. Um, But for the most part, I just don't really pray about it. It's just at this point, it's just like, I don't know. We just going, we going to find out when we get to the altar. For real, for real. Interesting. So, you know, I, I think relationships are tough and prayer is powerful. And you kind of mentioned that you don't really, you know, pray about it. So I, I guess maybe we can kind of share like everybody with your relationship, you're married, we're in relationships. What are some things that you would like a friend to pray for? And I know for me, I, I've never, I've never eclipsed a year in a relationship. So I, I want everybody to, you know, <laughs> Pray it's not it. about time, bro. It's not about time. We were just saying time. This guy's funny. Well, well, no, honestly, the thing about time for me is like because I've failed so many different times. I, I, I think for me, I'm always going to like I enjoy the stage I'm in with my girl, you know. But it's also like when we hit that six month mark, I was like, wow, I'm I'm still alive. <laughs> like the relationship, still there. like I was like, nothing's about to fall apart on me. So it's to me, I, I know it's not like, okay, because we make it a year, that means we're just going to have no issues. But that is something I pray about. I just pray, God, please allow me to go to places that I've never been before. Because <laughs> I don't know what an anniversary mm -hmm. is. You know, like people tell me, people celebrate stuff. And <laughs> I'd be like, oh, that, that's, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm more so of a, you know, three, four month type of guy. And then it's like, yeah, you got to go. So that that's what, you know, I, I tell all my friends, you know, like, hey, yeah, I pray for longevity in my relationship and a healthy relationship too. Not just, I've never been one to stay in something because, you know, I want to eclipse, you know, a certain time mark or anything like that. It's always been like, hey, I, I want it to be healthy. I want it to be something that when I pray about it, I don't get that, that feeling. 
I've had relations where I'll be praying like, oh, God. Like, bro, there's something in me that's like, why are you even praying about this nonsense? <laughs> oh, facts, facts. So, hey, I'm praying for longevity and a healthy relationship. I mean, just for like me personally, man, um, it's it's like a big thing. I kind of talked about it earlier. If if like I asked a friend to pray for me, I'd just be like, bro, just pray that I don't misbehave. You know what I'm saying? Because... <laughs> I have a tendency to be my own worst enemy. And I feel like not even just honestly, like not even like a dating or like trying to get to marriage. I think most Christians and most human beings, I think that is our our daily issue is that we are our own worst enemies, right? And whether it's past hurt or like our parents situation didn't work out or like whatever. Yeah, my, it is. my pastor literally said that today. Yeah, bro, said that like, phrase today. It's so OC how like we let that mess up whatever could be potentially like God could be like writing an amazing story for you, right? Especially mm-hmm. in the area of like you getting, you know, married, right? And he's orchestrating the giant, but you just loaf and you mess it up through your, you know what I'm saying? Like your your actions or whatever the case may be. We, but we know God restores, right? But my prayer would be like, God, just help me to not get in my own way. Like just help nice. me to not mess this up or just whatever blessings that you may may have for me, right? That would definitely be what I would ask my friend to pray about for me. That's real, man. That's real. All right. We're going to pass it on to our guest. Who wants to go? So we're basically sharing what prayer points we'll have for our friends. Uh, I think for me, it's just to not assume that because of my parents' marriage that I'm doomed to the same type of marriage. And just to actually have faith that God can do it. Like, you see God do it for other people, but like, can God do it for a long day? You know, like just having faith in that. And also like, literally like at this age, my body is yearning, yearning for a baby. So it's just like, I, yeah. I told my friend, I was like, if I'm not pregnant next year, like next year, please don't be asking any questions because at this point, please, this body wants, a, <laughs> this body wants a baby. So it's just like, God, like, please help me with my passions. Like this. Let's keep let's keep it on the control. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. No, I feel that. What about you, Gabe? Yeah, no, I think I mean when when dating, man, I was just looking for clarity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, okay, if I could hear the Lord in practical situations, then you know, like, yeah, just help me be sober. And my friends can help me do that too. But yeah, and and now in marriage, um, clarity, like I'm like, no, nah, but but literally just <laughs> I think clarity <laughs> is a big <laughs> It's It's really big. You know, because of course, like, you know, um, there's, you know, that verse about uh, a three strand cord not being easily broken. So, you know, like, I feel like if you're including God in in the ebbs and flows of your relationship, the good times and the bad, um, um, you know, before relations, when dating and, um, you know, like actually um, married and stuff like that, I do think um, that when you're able to hear the Lord clearly, he can, he himself can rebuke you. He can send people to you you can recognize when it's him and so I think you know kind of praying for clarity and not you know getting caught up in romance and that's why it's dangerous to have sex while dating because you can quench situations where you need to solve actual problems with sex and then they come back around but when you get married you can have all the sex you want and those problems are still going to be there so y'all still going to be like dang I still don't like you because of x y and z you know what I'm saying so you know um it's it's just it you know like I think that's that's really like clarity and sobriety um 
through the course of it, you know what I'm saying? Um, and even in the searching. So if you're not dating, if you're single, when I'm looking for somebody, God, tell me about this person. Show me their heart, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. Another prayer point I just thought about was, um, God, teach me how to love a man. Because, you know, like loving your sibling, loving your parents, loving your friends is different than loving somebody on that level. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't advise people going around loving multiple men just to practice it or, you know, gain experience. But like when you finally, you know, are really in a relationship that, that you're headed towards marriage, it's like teach me how to love this man on, you know, is it Eros? You know, yeah. as opposed to Agape. So yeah, like teach how to be affectionate, you know, how to, and I'll do, I'll do this person with honor um, and just really be sacrificial and Christ-like because sometimes, you know, you want to be treated nice and pampered, but to love a man is really different. Nice, nice. So around this time, we like to share some scripture that um, kind of is based on what we've been talking about the entire episode. So um, I'm going to let the guests go first, if that's fine. You know, uh, so Gabe, do you have a scripture you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, man, like I said, um, uh, the two that really came to my, my mind when, you know, like you guys were talking about it was um, pretty much Ephesians. Ephesians 5, you know, Ephesians talks about husband and wives, of course. Um, but the verse that I really want to like speak to is um, 28 through 30 in chapter 5, which is um, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body and, and just pretty much to add slight re- uh, relevance to that is just saying like a man who loves his wife loves himself and it's it's like a lot of times guys be like man my girl don't do this or I haven't had a woman to do this for me or etc it's like because you haven't loved her like you love yourself mm, you know because when you, so when, you, when you when you you know like deposit into a woman's love tank she usually tries to you know what I'm saying like give it back unto you you know what I'm saying so I think a lot of times we as men need to make sure that we're affectionately showing love. And, you know, this speaks to marriage. So um, as far as that goes, pouring love into your wife, because we men, we love ourselves, pride, ego, arrogance. It's easy, man. We wake up, we like, hair could be sideways. We like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got a beard now. So it's, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, so it's, it's vital. And, and, and some men, we don't, we haven't learned to love ourselves. So it's hard to love others in that way so i think this verse is vitally important as far as husbands loving your wives as as you love yourself and it and that explanation after and like i said before romans 12 17 which is um never pay back evil with more evil do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable so you know repay evil in your situations your friendships your relationships with good um and you know that, that doesn't mean you don't decrease your trust um or you have to make that person regain your trust. It just means you don't pay them back mm. um, with evil. And those are the two verses that I would really share. All right. We're going to pass it on to Alami Day. Um, for me, the first one will be 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 34. And that basically says, wait, praise God for a second. Is it? Sorry, First Corinthians. Whoop. Okay, First Corinthians. What? Chapter seven, verse thirty-four. Okay. And that just says, 
In the same way, a woman who's no longer married or have never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and in spirit. Um, but a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how she's to please her husband. So for me, it's just like, now that I'm single, like not married, I just need to focus on the Lord and what he's placed in front of me. Um, but when I do get married, my, my responsibilities would change. But right now, my devotion is so heartily towards the Lord. And the second scripture is Genesis chapter two, um, starting from verse 18 all the way to like 20, 20. Praise the Lord. People are calling me. I thought I'm doing a podcast. Anyway, um, so yeah, basically like Adam, you know, he had, he was alone, but he didn't, he was alone, but he didn't feel lonely. And, you know, God gave him the job of naming the animals and he had a community of animals. But verse 20 says, but there, there still was no help helper just right for adam and then that is just like even though god has placed me in a community of other people um he sees us and there's no one in this community that's for me and he will bring somebody for me but god is aware of your situation he knows you're single along me day like he did not forget about you he'll remember you like hannah so for me it's just like holding on to like god has god is intentional with my life and everything in it and he sees where i am and he has a plan like jeremiah 20, 29 verse 11 says you know he has a plan for me so those scriptures I sit on when I come to think of singleness and also my life first, which is Colossians, Colossians 3, 3. Um, as far as the word is concerned, I have died with Christ and my life is hidden in Christ. My life is like my job, my husband, my career, my ministry, my purpose, my kids and my community. So, yeah. Okay. I appreciate well, that breakdown, that. man. Like, um, yeah, we really disciple the, days, you know, come on. Saying, like, we love the scriptures y'all shared, man. And we love like, you know, the context and how they apply to, you know, our, our conversations today. So I guess I'm going to go with mine, mine first. And this is like a super cliche one that they read at weddings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in, in Christendom, we know this one. First Corinthians 13? Yeah, I know, but it's serious. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I, it's I, deep though. Sorry, let me let you go. Exactly. Ahead. But I always love this because you can apply it to like your platonic friendships too. It's not just toward yep. marriage and walking towards marriage right yep. but i'm actually going to read first corinthians i'm just four through seven so it says love is patient and kind love does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth i'm verse seven love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things and why i think i love this scripture and why we generally love it so much is because it's very practical and explain to us what love looks like, right? And, and the dope thing is that um, I feel like we can learn even in our friendships, even before we can get to marriage, how to apply this scripture, right? So that way, when we get to marriage, because we understand what love is, even in like a platonic sense, right? We're, we're more able to apply it in that romantic, right? Or even in that um, covenant of marriage, right? In a way that, that pleases God, right? So that's just kind of why I, I had to share that. I know it's, it's, it's very cliche, but I just I just wanted to provide that. that nah, comment. that might have been a sign for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you don't even know if, you, if it's for you. Right. Just just be snapping. <laughs> nice, man. You guys have taken up all the love scriptures. No, I'm just joking. But <laughs> um, I'm gonna read from First John chapter four, verse. 18 and it's really quick it just says there's no fear in love but perfect love casts it out fear you know and I, I think in in my experience 
there were so many times that I was chasing the story, you know, like, mm. oh, I met this person from back in the day. We've been through this, we've been through that, and we made it. And we have all the friends that know when we were uh, in undergrad. And it's just, I was chasing the story, but deep down, I was still, I was still fearful because I'm like, some just don't really feel right about this person. But That's right. Th- there were so many other things that I liked, you know, it's like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know, so I think it, it, when, when you're dating somebody and you keep having that feeling of, you know, why don't I feel at peace with this person, you know, okay, they have the money, they have the looks, uh, the the family is great, but why don't I have this, keep praying about it, keep praying, don't just put it to the side, keep praying about it, and I can guarantee that God is going to reveal something to you about that person, you know, or about yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that's that's heavy. So we got the relationship experts. Yes, sir, man. You know? <laughs> so yeah, and we we. I'm not one of them, but sure. Guys, hey, we we appreciate um all of the gems y'all have uh, given us today, man. It's been a really fruitful and just like fun and a healthy um conversation, man. And um yeah, no, I had fun with this, man. I had fun with this, and um just in case people want to reach out to you, what are some links that you want to throw out there? Um, anything you're working on. I know you guys both have podcasts. So what do you want to leave the people with? I'm going to go first. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at alamide.yanda. And also check out my podcast, Niger Girl Talks, which is Niger Girl Talks on Instagram as well. And check out my website, alamideayanda.com. Nice. Yeah, and for me, um, I'm a part of the Project 330 podcast, um, just a group of young men talking about their lives um, as millennial men of God. And so um, the Instagram for that is at P-R-O-J-330, and we have all our links within there. Um, and my personal page is at Blue G-Day, at Blue J-I-D-E, um, you know what I'm saying? And you know, um, if you if you have any relationship uh, questions to ask, probably you probably better to ask through the Project Three Thirty page, so it don't look crazy. You know what I'm saying? I got a whole family. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that, man. But yeah, no, nah, I mean, yeah. hey, and you know where to find us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Urban Theology underscore. Don't forget the underscore. I am Tobe. You can find me at Long Live T O B E on Instagram or Twitter. I'm not fleeting or whatever Twitter is <laughs> making, but you can find me on all social medias with that same tag. And yeah, you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at Rice underscore and Stu. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's where you can that's where you can find me. Yeah, and if you like what you're hearing, if you love the show, please make sure you leave us a rating as always. Mm. And I mean, honestly, just pray for us too. You know, we we kind of share some things that. Uh, we, we would love you to pray for us on pray for on our behalf and we'll pray for all of our listeners as well most definitely man nice well hey it's been a great episode thank you to our guests thank you to our listeners for continuing to uh, pour into the to the to the show and uh, till next time yes sir peace blessings all right and